Hello and welcome to Cycling Talk Podcast with me, Georgia Mahoney. This is my 50th episode, so I'd just like to say a huge thank you to all of my guests, to Big Bubble Hats for supporting me, and of course to you for listening. Today I'm joined by team-inspired and Great Britain rider, Cameron Orr. Cam has a fascinating story of how he got to where he is today and the struggles that he had along the way. I really hope that you enjoy this episode. If you do, then please give me your feedback. You can get in touch via my Instagram at cycling.talk.podcast. Thank you for joining me today, Cam. You're welcome. It's all right. It's great to be on. and Nice to meet you. What are some of your early memories of being on a bike? Uh, probably my earliest sort of memories of being on a bike was um, back when I was on stabilizers. I used to <laughs> love, like, if it was wet, finding a puddle and kind of straddling it either side with the stabilizers so the back wheel wasn't on, in contact with the ground, coming to a stop and um, waiting if my mum and dad were behind, kind of catching me up to run a bit ahead or whatever. So spinning the rear wheel and licking a load of water off and seeing if I could spray. <laughs> yeah. And what's the first bike that you remember being really excited about? I'd say it's that one, there, to be honest. It's a, a blue, a little blue mongoose. It's uh, the first, first bike I got. I can remember going, like, seeing it um, down, I think it was at Samways in, in Derby. And I just couldn't wait to, to get on it and, like, took the stabilisers off and got going. You mentioned riding with your parents. Did your family ride a lot together? Yeah, when, when we were younger, definitely more, like, um, there's a, a cafe up the road and kind of maybe some weekends we'd, we'd go out as a family and ride there, have like a bacon or sausage body and come back. <laughs> yeah. And maybe out like out on the out on the mountain bikes and stuff. It was, it was only really when I kind of got more into cycling later on, I could I'd go out with my dad, dad more and mm-hmm. um, like if I've got an, an easy ride or something, maybe go with my, my mum and um ride with my brother quite a lot now as well so it's yeah. nice do you remember your first race yeah i do actually it was um i think it was a midlands xc and um just north of chesterfield and there's there was a a few of us there and i remember like just sort of turning up around the course i had no idea what were what to expect and um i was in maybe under 12s or under 14s and there's a, a lad now who he was so much taller than everyone else. <laughs> and um he's called Harry Lewis and he's a, a great lad and grew up racing against him through through the years, like under fourteen, under sixteen, into junior. That was quite cool to see. Yeah. I just really loved the sort of racing round. It was mm. good fun. Which discipline was that first race? It was a, a cross country mountain bike race. Yeah. It's kind of at the end of the year. I think after that, it so it went into the cyclocross yeah. season. And um, I used to go to a running club, Matlock Running Club. And there's a lad there who he was into so doing triathlons and I kind of knew him from swimming and that as well. I was like, oh, you should give the cycling part a go. It's like the Knotts and Derby Cyclocross League. Come down, very good. And yeah, I went to a few of them. Just so okay, went on my mountain bike and um, got got into it. Yeah, got the bug. It's good, good fun to do at the weekend. It kind of fitted well with football and stuff as well. It's like back then, I think the 
nuts and derbies on a Saturday and then footballs on a Sunday. So I could yeah. still do that, which I was happy about. Did you join a local club? Yeah, joined um, Matlock Cycling Club. They're a really great club. The club they've got a, a good youth system. I've seen like stuff on social media and with kind of Whitworth Park training sessions, and you see some of the younger riders coming up. And um, one of the, the things I used to like doing, I've not I've not been able to do some for a while now, but um, with the with the time trials like the short short course five down at Ashford and the, the ten, and then the long and short hillies throughout the week. Yeah, um, yeah, big for that. And when I was kind of fourteen ish, fifteen, sixteen, I kind of go on the on the group rides in the week, and um, a lot of the older older guys would would kind of look after me, and that was really kind of them. And in fact, my parents are still at work, or whatever, kind of keep an eye on me, which is which is great. So you're talking about the riding that you were doing when you were younger. How do you think that's different from the sort of riding that you're doing now? So um, now I guess being full time, it's a bit different. Like I'm riding it. I can ride in the in the day now, rather than just sort of after after school. Um, I, I think in in the winter that makes the, the biggest difference when the when it's like dark. I've pretty much at four, like coming after four, and you come back and either get get the lights on or go on the rollers or the, the turbo or whatever. But yeah, definitely now it's uh, a bit more everything, like volume and intensity on the bike. Mm. I've got a great time to recover as well, which which goes with that. And I think back then, um, especially when I started, I was really into lots of other sports. So it was never kind of like cycling is what I'd like to to do. It was, I just enjoyed doing it, and um, mm. it, I like see see my see my mates and meet up with different people. Yeah. And you mentioned other sports. What did you do when you were younger? Football was a, a big part of my, my life growing up. Um, really enjoyed that, and I, I miss miss that and a few other team team sports. And I just kind of like to get in, get stuck in and involved with everything. If if like now, that's probably one of the hardest things really having to fix on one one thing, um, especially when you're kind of feeling a bit a bit tired or from training, um, and you kind of want to do more, but you know you need to to rest and not risk an injury or something. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, a bit of everything, football, hockey, swimming, running, climbing, yeah, a bit of a range of stuff. And how did you manage this and your riding around your education? So school is always really important um, and kind of that sort of took priority really. I was really, I'm fortunate to have some really good supportive parents who would take me to after school clubs. That was a big thing, yeah. Some good after school clubs like in the nearby towns to, to go to. So most of it was kind of, yeah, after school and in school if there's stuff going on as well. Tell me about your first national race. I think I was um, I was maybe 13 or 14, first year under 14, kind of uh, first race of the year, which was and it's usually been. But I think the years I started doing cross country mountain bike. Yes, yeah, so it's an XC race, an XC national, um, and as a Sherwood Pines, and it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. You can start in, it set off like the, the under 18s first, then, and then I think the under 16s and the under 14s, and um, just like racing around the woods and your, your bike is, it was always, I think it's always pretty muddy then as well. Those 
it's, it's going to remain pretty filthy after it, after it. But yeah, it's just um, good fun, really. I didn't really, I, I didn't think of it too much of it at the time. Like I, I didn't think I had any sort of amazing result, or that's probably sort of midway in the pack. Like kind of, it's just put a smile on my face. Yeah. Had you had you raced that large amount of riders before, or was it a completely new experience to you? I think it probably was the the largest amount of riders I've raced against before. Um, up until that point, I'd only really done the Midlands XC rounds, like Darley Moor closed circuit road race in the Midlands XC. So I'd say it, I'd say it was, yeah. What sort of travelling did you have to do, and who took you to all the events that you were doing? Yeah, again really really lucky my my dad really liked sort of going to events he and and taking me is it's really good really good with that he used to race when bikes when he was younger so he, he like loves, loves the sport and he was on the road and mountain bike and he likes going out with his his mates on on that at the, at the weekend and maybe in the week if he can so he's kind of in, interested as well which i think which i think helped and when we we're younger he'd if he could he'd maybe try and try and race as well yeah, I think what's great about off-road cycling is that it's really social and sort of the regional events are really family events. So my family love to get involved and it's just a really nice place to be to get into cycling. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think especially when I was younger, like, I kind of miss that bit now, really. It's great kind of seeing people kind of meet up with the same people at, at the races and become good friends with them over the years and I'd really look forward to seeing them now it's kind of a bit weird sometimes thinking like there's not not too many of us still still going or I'm, I'm lucky to be able to do to do it to do it still but uh yeah made some good good friends and met some great people mm. I've racing what do you remember about your first international race so I think um on the mountain bike it was um a junior junior world series in in Milan in Italy and um it was yeah first year and under under 18 and I was with the, the GB national team and I remember thinking like when this this is just like an Italian series not a not like a an elite world cup or anything like that it's maybe like a C1 or a HC and there was just like so many people around yeah camping course training and I was like wow this is this is like kind of a, a step up from what I'm used to it was, it was really cool just to see how, you know, how popular it was. And then when we were racing as well, it was it was around the park and it kind of loads, loads of people had come to watch the race that weren't actually cycling themselves, which is, I think, quite different to how it usually is in the in the UK. With with there being a lot more people in the field, like in these junior races, there's well over 100, maybe 200 riders at some events and kind of gone gone from kind of a, a national round where you'd maybe push in 40 or 50 so racing so much closer and that's like you always pick with with riders pretty much throughout the whole race and uh kind of help always out and I was the first time I was like whoa this is kind of this is different um like always kind of fighting for positioning a bit more argy-bargy but we had another one coming up the the, the weekend after and I was like oh this is this is pretty cool yeah <laughs> Yeah, sounds like a really great experience. Yeah, no, I definitely was and really, really fortunate to to have that. Yeah. When did you become part of a British cycling program? Growing up and, and racing, um, 
they were I'm not sure if they still are a thing now have you, have you heard of them like the regional school of racing so, I've, yeah. I've heard of them RSRs I think they're kind of like under under sort of 16 maybe under, under 14 sort of stuff and um, they were I, I really, yeah, really enjoyed those um, it's like Tim, Tim Buckle and Rob Sharman were the guys that usually led it in, like in, in the area um, I'm in and that kind of that gave me a really good introduction of to kind of training wise what what was sort of expected and kind of, yeah just more a lot more in depth with, with, with cycling I'd not I didn't really know too much about it but going to those really opened my eyes and there'd be lots of little, sort of workshops and technical sort of sessions and uh gave me yeah it kind of got engrossed me even further as things went as things went on and um I think to be honest that's I, I probably ridden the hardest in the in the longest in one of those one of those sessions like even up till now you just like constantly on and off the bike have some food and then back out again um and yeah from from there there was there was something called like the it's an under six like an under 16 sort of regional level coaching and rick jameson was the was my sub was coach pitching me for that and uh yeah really he was great at sort of guiding me and me through and with with giving like, advice on on training what sessions and then when we when we met up with uh, with the with the rest of the guys and it's like Ben Healy and Sam Culver, Sam Culverwell and Harry Yates were some of the other lads from from our area in that in that group and been training with those guys would bring each other on. Yeah, from 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 there and it went on to the the under 18s and I made the decision to focus more on mountain bike rather than road and um, Simon Watts, who's now the head mountain bike coach, British Cycling. Um, he decided to to take me on and help support me, and he still coaches me to this day in the under twenty three program. Mm. So I guess so yeah, through through the years, I've kind of got older, sort of step stepped across. Yeah, British cycling's had a big, really big impact on where where I am today. Yeah, it sounds really cool, and I think it's great when you have more people to train with, and you can make new friends and sort of learn from each other. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Especially on training camps and and these like kind of sessions, just yeah, catching up, seeing see what everyone's getting getting up to, and um, everyone sort of has the strengths and the the weaknesses, and being able to to train with people that they're better than than you in certain areas that you may not have even noticed. Some training by yourself would be yeah. really helpful. Yeah. How did it feel the first time that you represented GB? Oh, that's uh, yeah, that's buzzing really. Like on the, the national the national colours that was um at the that same race in, in Italy. It didn't kind of feel feel real to be honest. In twenty seventeen you decided to become a full time cyclist. What made you make that decision? Yeah, so after I'd finished my, my A levels I was I kind of applied to, to uni and got a place and um and now I was um enough to, to join the under twenty three mountain bike team with, with British Cycling and move up to Manchester and uh, I just thought like that's a really good opportunity to have I can't kind of turn that down and I can always go back to uni if I'd like to but it'd be hard to pick up cycling again and especially when you've got access to uh, the support from British Cycling why not try and make the most of it and, and see what happens. As a junior you did the Junior World Cup Series and in 2017 
you finished second in a sprint finish in Austria. That must have been an amazing race for you. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I think I'll find it mad how that's 2017, to be honest. <laughs> it, doesn't, it shouldn't be that long ago. Uh, but it is, yeah, so, yeah, second year junior, kind of the last race the year before, um, the, last, the last two, there was one at Hadley in Essex at the 2012 Olympic course and I can, kind of got stuck in there with Will Gascoigne who used to be on the on the programme he was he was going really well then and really strong and um, kind of riding, racing around together and so sort I of felt what it was like to be at the front of the race for the first time and then uh, in Austria kind of a similar similar thing happened uh, and it just yeah that year kind of we were back in back in Milan and Year, year after in 2017 and I finished fourth at the first round so I kind of thought oh might be onto something here and um, yeah the next race I got sec- uh, second which is which was pretty cool and yeah uh, I think it was I, I never <laughs> I didn't manage to win one <laughs> unfortunately but it was really cool Dan and Tulip he he won the one at Hadley and I think that year I had like three second places and two fourths at the Junior World Series and then at Worlds I finished in the I think twenty yard with it after having a puncture on like front wheel puncture on the first lap and that was a bit a bit devastating but it was all great to great experience and to learn from and just to uh, yeah, just kind of when you've been training and when you see things coming together it's really satisfying and um I was just kind of having having fun racing racing my bike and at the same time focusing on school I think that was a really good contrast yeah yeah it took, took my mind off both things like I'm home from school and I was like oh I get to have a brief and I jump out on my bike and like any frustrations I ever just push much harder on the pedals and, <laughs> and yeah get on the trails and have some fun yeah later that year you raced the junior tour of Ireland and you finished fifth in the GC and came away with the KOM jersey. Tell me about that event. That was a yeah, really cool event. Um, it's great. It's great over there. It's yeah, it's down to part of Ireland I've never never been to before. Down in Ennis and the scenery is scenery is beautiful. Um, I joined. I guested as a rider on uh, the the Lucan cycling team based near near Dublin, and they were great. Like. They really welcomed me in and just had a, had a good laugh in, in the evenings and after the races. Uh, got, all got good crack. And um, it's kind of just like, a, yeah, I really like racing on the road and especially stage races. And kind of just sort of got, got stuck in and went for the KOMs and um, managed to get that jersey, which was, which was really cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a great event. And um, they... Was, yeah, I think it's the biggest road race I'd done that far I'd, that so far, and it was cool to see like watch previous years and you can look back on and they're on YouTube. I think I've, I've not watched my my race back, but yeah, that's that's up there as well. And um, mm-hmm. there's quite a yeah good like few Irish riders and that who who are now professional like Eddie Dunbar. And see him just smashing it mm-hmm. and riding away from everyone a few years before. So, yeah. With yeah, with with um half the side of the family being Irish, it's it's great to just go over and then a bit of racing as well. And some of the family came out to watch, and I think they really enjoyed seeing what 
I actually get like kind of got up to. Tell me about the first time that you won a national road race. That was um, at, at Scarborough, Oliver's Mount, the, the motorbike racing circuit. It's a really, really cool track. It's a, there's a, so it's, yeah, it's a closed circuit. Um, if you get the chance to race up there, I definitely would. Um, and it's, it's got a, a steep, steep climb on on the lap and a, a good descent with a with a hairpin in one of the one of the corners. He had raced there a few few years and before and had a few close finishes. And that time, uh, myself and Harry Hardcastle that like, popped off the front. And we just kind of racing together, and I took the sprint at the end after after the final time the climb, and managed to win. And it, was, it was pretty. We might have not, yeah. I was kind of focusing on the mountain bike stuff, and um, it was just cool to do something else. And got some family over there as well, so saw them had fish and chips on the beach afterwards. And it was just, yeah, it's just a good day. The weather was nice as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes a good difference. How did it feel the first time that you raced the mountain bike cross country world championships? Well, what I remember from that really is the the noise. Like that was at, at Nova Mesto, and um, there's back then it was Yaroslav Kolhavi was battling it out with Nino most of the races, and he's from the Czech Republic, and um, there were just so many fans like lining lining the course and for the elite elite races it was like you, you couldn't really leave where you're watching because there's like three or four rows deep and the grandstands are full so you won't be able to see again if you if you moved and it's like cowbells chainsaws siren like air raid sirens and was, yeah it's just like this this is mental this is this is really cool yeah that was that was just a i think that was in 20 2016 and grant was there when he and that is going to the going to the Olympics, which is very cool to see as well. And it's kind of the first time being around these elite riders, like with, with Annie last, and um, this is the most support we'd ever had at a race that well that I'd been to. So it was, it was just really it was really interesting to see how how the whole setup is at major major events and the support we we get. It must be really different now that there isn't a crowd at the World Cups. Yeah, it felt, it did feel a bit weird, to be honest. Um, and yes, yes and no, like some parts of the track, you could, you could like hear yourself breathing. Uh, so, oh no, I'm breathing quite heavily. Yeah, it's, it's not looking good. But yeah, before it would just be like a wall of noise and there'd be a few, like, you know, a few people out on track that were at the venue, say maybe some of the younger riders who'd raced race beforehand, like when I'm watching and, yeah, it is it's different, but it's really it's really good to see events are still going ahead at the minute, and especially seeing how difficult it is to for organisers to put them on. And I think they're doing a really good job putting all the different measures in place. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, I think it's it's cool for the fans and like the entertainment side you get to see the best riders in the world still battling it out, which is mm-hmm. cool. yeah. What was the first international cyclocross race that you did like? Yeah, um, I have only done, yeah, I've not really, I kind of, I was ill for that weekend, so I started, but then I, uh, like I, I just, I pulled out because I, I couldn't carry on. So it's, 
<laughs> yeah, it's probably probably not. But actually, um, I did race at the Mid- Milton Keynes National, which is also an international event. In that, yeah, there's there's all the big big names and riders there, and um, because it's kind of the first event I'd, I've been to where like proper ruts formed in the in the track, and um, that not I'd not seen that like at a national round before on a local race, and they had the like the fixed barriers where you could like grab onto the the posts to help put yourself around and they had, like there was a, loads of steps and the ramps and stuff and yeah it just kind of felt bigger and the the crowd turnout was really really good as well for the for the elite racing you, yeah you've not really seen that at a national round before pretty exciting in 2018 you headed to the gold coast in australia to compete in the commonwealth games for northern ireland but you didn't just do one race, you did two, the mountain bike cross country race and the road race. Talk me through how you prepared for both races and how they went. Yeah, so that kind of growing up, I've kind of done a bit of everything and I really I really like racing on the road. I've not, unfortunately, not done it for, for a while now, but the mountain bike as well. I'm kind of, I has more sort of focus on the mountain bike race with, with being on the DC mountain bike squad. Um, and you know the races coming up after that, uh, but yeah, I, I race both and um, like I do do train on the road quite a bit, especially for sort of volume and um, the base miles. And it's just uh, I just kind of sort of train, yeah, train, for, <laughs> train for it really. And um, okay, it was just a really a really cool experience. Like it was it was mad um, going, going there and doing that and. Um, so I've seen you go down to the food, the food hall and there'd be like Adam PT eating in one corner and you have all sort of like the, yeah, you're, you're sort of just seeing the rest of the like England England squad and you've seen faces you'd see on TV and they're like just right, right there. And it's hard not to go up to them and ask for a, a signature or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's like, it's really great being with, the Northern Irish team as well. It's it's a cool change from British cycling. Like my coach is still there. He was with he was with um, team team England, and then um, my mate Fraser Clackety. He's he's with racing for England, and like kind of been been training with him throughout the winter and up in Manchester. Um, so it was you know felt like a bit of a home away from from home, and I think that definitely helped. And just having having a good laugh with my friends there, and he sort of took the took the pressure off if that that makes sense yeah yeah how was it that you were able to choose who you rode for in the Commonwealth Games so um my mum's from Yorkshire and my my dad's side of the family is from Northern Ireland and uh so that's that's that there and my late granddad is he's uh his cycling when when he was younger and, and older he'd go on like Epic rides, I think now it's pretty, it's pretty mental, really. But yeah, he he kind of really really wanted me to race for for Northern Ireland and represent Northern Ireland, and um, so I did. Yeah, I did that for for him really. As an under twenty three, you have ridden mountain bike, road, and cyclocross. How did you manage to train for these three disciplines? Um, yeah, it's. <laughs> doing doing a bit of everything to be honest as yeah as uh it goes but I like I really the thing I really like 
about mountain biking is in your training you can have a lot of variation you, you kind of you train on the mountain bike you train on the road and then with with cross like especially that first year as in, in Manchester we had we did a few cross sessions in the winter during the week and I think it just really it fits well together and as you can see now like with um, Evie Richards and Tom Peacock like they can and ball as well with the cross and went back and rode the if you can do it um they seem to really sort of help help each other like every discipline sort of yeah. bring certain dif- different things and um they seem to kind of help each other and yeah I, I like doing a, a range of a range of things and um like my training now as well is quite quite varied mm. and uh, I think even like with injury prevention and stuff I found out doing doing different things and different stimulus within your training can can help with some more more robustness and uh throughout being able to, to train but and as I found like if you if you get injured then that's it for a while and it's mm. it's not it's not fun. So it's the mental side and, and then the, the physical side to it. What's your favourite discipline and why? I think it's gotta be mountain bike really. Um I do like any kind of cycling to be honest. Um you know what I particularly like with mountain biking is you can like sort of I'm training on the road and then working on the, on the skills is more sort of gravity based training like, like just session and stuff and mucking about and like playing about on your on your bike still like I, I really really like watching road races and at the minute the Giro's on and that's been mm. really exciting to watch yeah uh, yeah I really like the road and the mountain bike scene and cycling as a whole I think it's good to see especially today it was a really nice day and so many people out, out on bikes and riding around and I think as a as a nation hopefully hopefully things will keep going that way and um cycling infrastructure will improve and things will get safer with mountain bike it's it's great to just be out in the woods and not not think about cars and yeah uh, when you're in space and it just sort of feels it feels safer and away from everything like a bit of an escape yeah definitely why do you sometimes race in the green GB kit and what is different about the different coloured kits? So um, when we're racing like international events, we ride in the usual GB kit you'll see like at, at World Championships. and uh, say the white jersey and the blue shorts currently at the minute. Then in, in training, we, we use a blue jersey instead. And um, the green kits more like kind of, it's called, team inspired um before it was 100% me and it was like like a candy cane look at this one looks a little bit better fortunately uh but it's yeah it's basically for um kind of domestic races and you know races you, you've not been selected to ride for GP for oh. yeah yeah say like if I was entering a local race it's like our sort of team kit if I've not been selected to ride for GB. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, that's good. 2019 saw you racing in lots of different countries. Do you have any highlights from that year of racing? And tell me some of the places that you visited. Yeah, this feels it, it feels a while ago now, but it wasn't really just with with last year. Um, but yeah, it st- started off with at a training camp in with with GB in South Africa. And um, it's really cool there, especially for like mountain biking and 
the, the sort of trail network around around Stellenbosch and our Stellenbosch camp. Yeah, which is South Africa. I'm not sure I, the right way to to say that. I apologise. Uh, but uh, yeah, I raced the Tanker Trek stage race there with with them um, with the Cannondale boys, and that was really cool. Just to, as a bit to see like how a top team operates and. It, yeah, it gave me some really good insights into the race with those with Maxime Marat and like Henry Cavancini and and your teammate. Those guys are, um, are big in in the world of mountain biking. Yeah, to to spend some time with them was was really really helpful. Um, so that was that was probably the the highlight of, of the year. Uh, you know, kind of late like later on in the year, yeah, lucky again to race most of the I think maybe all, most yeah most of the World Cup. Rounds um, over the over the globe and maybe a few a few of the races if they if they linked up well and uh, there was a, a smaller race in in Poland which I, I really enjoyed and I haven't not, never been to Poland before and um, it, was, it was really cool there yeah I really liked it and uh, yeah just been lucky to to go to go all over um, the the last race was in was after the World Champs in Mount Saint Anne in, in Canada. And it was in in West Virginia in Snowshoe, and that was a a, a great venue. It's nothing what I had sort of expected, and what you see on the news, it was like the, the people there were great, so friendly. And um, like there's a there's a race later on there this year, the last round of the World Cup, and we'll have to see if we can get out there again or not. And that was yeah, it was a highlight of the, the trip. Just like yeah, just having fun with the having fun with the team you with and. In the week leading up to before before a race, I can in mountain biking. There's kind of only sort of one. Well, with the short track now, there's two, but in the under twenty three category, there's just one, and you're kind of there the week week of the race, and you sort of feel like the pressure building um, for this this one event, and I think it's easy to kind of get drawn into that. Um, but you know, with a good group of people around, and kind of, I. Like, yeah, just a good chilled atmosphere. You can can do what needs to be done out on course and with training, and you you know what to expect for the race, and you can be in a good in a good place for the for the race. How do you find the being away from home? Uh, yeah, I find it exciting. Like apart from the, the traveling bit, I I really like it. Usually, like it's, um, yeah, it's like, it's like going on going holiday. Right? It breaks. It's a it's really cool <laughs> a cool change to. You know, breaks breaks things up, and if you've been to training training for a while, it's it's cool to see how how you're getting on, and whether it be in a training camp or a race trip or a combination of the two. Uh, I I think just try and make the most of it when when you're out there, and um, like I wouldn't there's no way I'd get to these places otherwise if I wasn't riding my bike. So just kind of take it in, like still trying to persuade the persuade side the coach to. To like let's have a, a day looking around sightseeing or whatever but it's, it's it's not it's not let us do that yeah unfortunately but no it's uh we're there yeah we're there to, to race our bikes and yeah. fix on that at the end of the day so do you travel like in a team or do you travel on your own most of the time it's um it's been with it with the team i would i would kind of all all meet up somewhere and travel from there it's just kind of easier logistics wise but then there's been a few events I've I've travelled by myself. Then like a, a stage racing stage race in Greece by myself before, and um, myself 
and Harry Birchill. We're going to try and drive out to the the next two um, World Cup rounds, um, like, self, like self-supported, and that'll be a really cool like, experience. Hopefully, we'll be able to get out there, see what, see what happens. But yeah, looking looking forward to it. How was twenty twenty for you, and how was your training and racing affected by coronavirus? So, um, I yeah, I wasn't able to race at all in twenty twenty. Things opened up as well, and at the end of twenty nineteen. I'd been, we were, in, we were on a training camp in, in Girona and I started getting some like quite sharp leg pain and, and stuff. And and then kind of thought, so I thought I got over it, went out to South Africa and my knee sold up like a, a balloon and uh, came back home, settled down, sort of started training again, but I was still having trouble with my my left leg and uh, my, like my back it's quite sore and after the first lockdown it I found out that um I had kind of damaged some discs in my back and uh the there's like some spinal fluid fluid was leaking out and irritating some nerves um and especially the ones that in my left leg so most of the years uh I spent recovering that a lot of a lot of hours and days and weeks with like sort of lying on my lying on my front uh being or whatever luckily the weather was was quite good for a lot of it so I was able to get outside but um yeah it wasn't till kind of September October time I was able to start training again and um like I wasn't yeah I wasn't fit at all so I didn't I didn't do any of the the races later on unfortunately but um it was really good to have when when things opened up again have the support from British Cycling to kind of get me through that especially one of the physios, Katie, who's who's really really good. Um, like with with the the nerve stuff, it's sometimes still I still have sort of feelings of it now, and just having confidence that things have healed. That's just a just a sensation because it's been stuff's been irritated for for a while, and she's got me got me to back racing, and I was able to to go out to the first first World Cups of the year and a few races before, and I was still a bit bit on edge about all the all the traveling and um I would I'd make it through but like 2020 sort of taught me that things were difficult with COVID and stuff but back where we are where we are now things have kind of we got got through it and uh it's yeah I think now it's just good to good to see people back mm. back racing when when things are able to go ahead um especially with, with all the vaccinations and stuff at the minute how that's been going and it's cool that we're being out so away from everyone for for a year, come back into it. There's there's new new faces, there's, there's younger riders coming through. It's like a, yeah, it's just great great to see how things have things have kind of moved on while I was away away from it all. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was like I enjoyed watching the racing and stuff, but I kind of it was I sort of took a step away just because it was it was hard not to be able to to train or like, become so involved in cycling, um, and then you're not able to do it. It's it just sort of easier to to do other things and um, not not get too focused on it. Mm, didn't sound very nice, but it's good that you're feeling a lot better now. Oh, thank you. No, mm. it's a it's a good a good test. But it, yeah, I wasn't yeah I wasn't sure if I'd be racing again. But I'm really thankful for those that kind of su- support me and back me. Because um, yeah, otherwise I think I'd have. Like still enjoying racing my riding my bike and stuff, but I, I didn't think it, at this stage be racing at the World Cups. So. 
How did it feel to be back racing in Austria after more than 18 months since your last race? Yeah, it was pretty exciting. Uh, like just being around the around the paddock, seeing guys are not seen fly over every year, and back with the team, kept seeing everyone. Like it was it was quite a challenge to to get out there with some bumps along the way. Um, just yeah, I just just like it's just like oh, it's, it's really cool to be back racing. I, I had no idea how I was going to do, and I just kind of went into it with. With open like no expectations and it's like yeah and as it was just good fun being with the being with the guys and, and the girls and I you know, just having 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 a good time and then mixing on the on the racing and just trying to trying to deliver on on race day and see what happens. And last month you had a great ride in Switzerland, going from 117th to 10th, and then you were third under 23. That was an amazing result. Can you tell me more about the event and how it felt to be on the under twenty three podium? Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, that was pretty unexpected. Like, it was a yeah, a really cool venue in in this in, in Swiss, like as a Swiss Alps and stunning scenery, up pretty high. I think like fourteen, fifteen hundred meters, and a place called Lukabad. And uh, I'd not not raced there before. And most of the the courses up sort of one one climb all the way to the top and a descent back down with a few little bits in between and uh, yeah it just was like I was just gonna ride ride my bike and try and do my my best in in that race and and get it out and um, it just seemed to it just seemed to pan out pan out well yeah uh, it's hard to to say really like since sort of coming back to the the sport but again I feel like it's quite easy beforehand to get so caught up with who you're racing and where you'd like to finish and um, but there's just so many so many variables and on the day anything can happen really and um, that day just things sort of came, came together and um, I just just rode my bike and uh, ended up getting on the podium in the under 23s which is just yeah I was, I was really really happy with that and I, th- oh, I think I'll be so my coach was, was happy to be honest, just to see me, just to see me back, kind of up up there and say, oh, yeah, uh, told you, you say you still, you can still do it, Cam. Yeah, <laughs> a bit more, a bit more time. See what happens. Soon after that event, you were back racing again at the first round of the Mountain Bike World Cup in Alpstad. Were you excited to be back on the World Cup scene? Yeah. Uh, Definitely, it was it was different. Like with with Caven, um, and the the team areas were uh, like empty, and there's not usual crowds looking around, and and same with same with racing. It was a lot quieter, but um, it's a it's a tough track. At outside, there's the climbs are really steep, and a lot of the course is kind of like a gravel path, so it's not the most inspiring, and the descents are over really fast, but it's uh it's yeah it's a really really demanding course and you, you definitely feel it feel it afterwards it was just yeah it was it was cool to to see how how he got on and like I was sort of able to go with the the race at the, the first few laps and and dropped off and kind of with the with the training I've done I've not not been able to do as as much as I'd have, have liked having to build back up again and um, so it's just like to see that that's kind of what 
we thought might might happen and um we'll have to see with some more training what we can do hopefully later on in the in the year. So after that race you were off to the Czech Republic for the Novomesto round. That weekend was very wet and muddy. How did these two events compare? Yeah, um it was it's pretty carnage like there's so the day before we raced in Alpstad it was there was torrential rain kind of in the week and the course was like really muddy there as well and uh, and it dried up quite a lot for a race I, I wasn't too sure with tire tire choice what to what to run but in the end it it, it dried up loads and then at Nova Mesto as well people like people were saying oh it, it dries up really fast here and you find like you're sticking dry tires and but it, yeah it kind of just kept kept raining and before a race it was raining more and um it kind of felt like a bit of a cross race yeah. in the day to be honest like it was hard to see where you're going um ended up like taking my glasses off part way through and I don't know if that was a good idea or not because then I was kind of like you see yeah just squinting race the way around and everyone else was saying the, the same thing the yeah the two tracks you've seen the the routes and especially on the climbs like at Nova Mesa you've got to be thinking all the time what line you're going to take and it's really cool like lots of riders really like the, the venue and the track there um there's a lot going on and it, it's a good fun track to, to ride and it's it's hard as well and um yeah it helps that's more sort of one line kind of lasting lasting round mm. it's quite it's a good contrast like if, in mountain biking no two courses are the same and um even the same course can vary so much year to year and day after day with the weather and how it cuts in like lines can change and open up um which keeps it keeps it interesting and you're always looking at different different options so yeah for the, the sport on a whole like it's it's really good to have that have that range in in it and it's like another unexpected sort of variable and you for, for as athletes and um you, you've got to be able to adapt and, and change and be able to, to ride all those different surfaces and it's just it keeps it yeah it keeps it exciting and, and fun and pushes I think it pushes people to improve. I really love watching Novomesto. What sort of course do you like and what suits you as a rider? Um, so yeah like courses like Novomesto I really really enjoy to ride more sort of technical like the climbs you you got to pick and pick where you'd like to go and um it kind of keeps it keeps it like exciting and it's uh it's hard to it's hard to say really like a few years ago i'd i'd say one sort of course would, would suit me more than than it does now at the at the minute and i'm not sure how things will things will change again enjoy it yeah i think coming so coming from the uk you training in winter you you get used to, to riding in muddier conditions and slippy trails and when it's a lot a lot cooler. So I think when the when the courses are like that, it maybe plays uh, in our favour a bit more and, and you're more used to it and rather like compared to when it's really hot, dry and, and dusty. It, it it takes a little little bit of getting getting used to like finding the the limit with, with grip and um especially in, in the heat because you're not going too fast mountain biking like uphill you sort of crawl putting out a bit of power but you're only really crawling so you you feel that uh but it's yeah it's just something you gotta get gotta get used to while we're talking about world cups 
what do you think of the impact that Tom Pedcock has had on the cross-country scene in such a short space of time? I think it's really cool to see. It's great that um, if I'm having such a like success in the road and, and cyclocross that it, he likes enjoys mountain biking and he want is pushing to to do it in his in his race calendar and excel at it. Yeah, like hopefully it raises the profile of the sport of like cross country mountain biking and it gets more people involved and especially at a younger age. And you see, say in when you go and race a Swiss Cup, there's so many like, young kids riding around and racing and they have like a little they have loads of different separate races with with skill skills course and obstacles and um I feel in the in the UK is still a bit a bit to go till it could maybe reach that level if if the interest is there and people people want to do do mountain biking and I think now like with with Van der Poel and that and, and Tom they've shown that you can race on the road and and do mountain bike and cross and, and be successful at all, all three if you're really good. Like I remember before when I was younger, it's kind of oh, you, you need raid a mountain bike, you, you kind of need to choose between the the mm. two. And um it's like blown that apart. It's just sort of like that. racing racing the bikes, racing the bike. Do you think this could create more opportunities for British riders at the Paris Olympics? Um I think it's it's quite complicated with how the British cycling receives funding from UK sport but if um, the riders that go to the Olympics reach their their targets or even excel those targets um, hopefully the sport of mountain bike would, would receive more more funding from UK sport um, and that money may trickle down and uh, yeah and then there's even sort of the, the knock-on effects of so if you see see those riders do, doing well and racing around, it might inspire more people to get involved and, and take it up, which will hopefully broaden, broaden the base. You're now back in the UK for a couple of weeks. What are your plans for the rest of 2021? So uh, myself and Herbert Choi's on the 23 mountain bike squad. We're, we're going to try and get out to the, the next world, two World Cup rounds in Leo Gang and Leger. And he races the Swiss Cup and um, an Italian series in between. And after that, it's if that's if we're able to pull that off, with the different restrictions and stuff in place at the minute. Um, come back and have some have some more time at home. There's not there's not too much going on racing wise in the mountain bike scene. Maybe do a few road races if it's if it's possible. Uh, there's the national champs for mountain bike in the middle of that, and and then there's uh, like European Championships, um, World Championships in Italy and World Cup in Switzerland. Uh, we got selected to do to do those. That'd be that'd be really cool. Hopefully, try and um, keep like keep progressing and put my put my hat in there to do to do those. And then there's, there's the the last World Cup round in in snowshoe in America. But we'll have to see if we end up there or not. It's probably quite quite unlikely. But there's yeah. There's a, a few races that have been cancelled earlier this year, um, so we'll, we'll see if they get rescheduled later on in the year. There might be some events turning up later down the line, and um, mm. if they do, it'd be cool to, to get out to those. And what are your hopes for the next five years? So, uh, yeah, building on up like the towards the end, end of this season and then 
in um, 22, this, uh, the Commonwealth Games in, in Birmingham, which isn't too far. At Cannock, we've ridden quite a lot in the in the past. And um, yeah, after that, there's, there's the, the world, the year after, there's the World Championships in, in Scotland, which would be awesome to have a game, home sort of World Championships. And um, then there's then there's Paris in the, in the subsequent year. So there's a, they're kind of the three three main races really, but like with with cycling and there's, there's kind of there's sort of more than than those main races. There's always stuff going on in the year, like the, the World Cup World Cup rounds. And if if I'm still still able to keep to keep racing, and um, it's kind of those those World Cups will will still play quite a big big part in the calendar, especially for for sponsors and and teams. Say. What's your favourite course you've ever ridden? I really like the the track in Heming in Austria and uh, just how natural and rooty it is and it, it flows it flows well and it's tricky at the same time to to not over overcook it. But yeah, anything that's is quite is quite natural. It's like different line options and where you've got to kind of think where you where you're going. Where's your favourite place to ride for fun? Uh, any well, any woods really with with some good with some trails there. Uh, you can ride ride your bike. Like yeah, if I was just going out for fun on the bike, I'd, I'd go out on the mountain bike and go into go into the woods and just lap a few trails. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be a specific place, um, but. Just some of the, like the local trails at home. Just getting out on the getting out on the bikes. Enjoy that. And just trying to ride stuff well, I guess. Yeah. Like I'm not sure if you've felt it before when it feels like you've flown with a flown well with a particular section or yeah. that small felt smooth or you've you've done something you didn't you weren't able to do before. Mm. But you didn't yeah, you didn't think you you weren't able to when you when you do that it's pretty it's a good it's a good feeling. Yeah, definitely. Do you have a favourite person to train with? Well, I like I like training with my brother. He's a few years younger than, than me. Um, he's catching me up a bit now, so he's good. He's a good training training partner to to have when I can train with him. And then there's the, the lads on the on the squad, which are really good. Like um, some of them are really quick down downhill, others others up. So it's just a good a good range. Like you know, in a group, it's a, it's a good laugh. Yeah, it's going to bring bring each other on. It's like, yeah, Harry, Charlie, Fraser, Corin, mm. these guys. Who's your favourite current rider? Uh, yeah, this is this is really really tough. Um, there's there's quite a quite a few I really really like, but um, I have to say say one it'd probably be um like Max Maxime Marat, who's a French a French XC rider, just to He's a really cool, cool guy. Proper, proper sound. Good, good laugh. And you see him at the the races. He's always like gritting his teeth and digging really deep. You can see it on his on his face. And he's he's never won a World Cup, but he's he's been like nearly there so many so many times. And um, it'd just be really cool to see him if he's, if he can can do it to to pull it off. Who's your favourite rider of all time? I think um, again in the XCs, seeing Julian, Julian Absalon, mm. French, yeah. French rider, like 
it's yeah, he's just won so many races and, and World Cups and um he's a bit of a of a legend really in, in cross country mountain biking and you still see him at the at the races now with with his team and with, with Pauline and he's still ripping around. <laughs> yeah. What's your advice for young riders? Yeah, keep keep it fun, do what you do what you enjoy. Make the I know how kind of busy it can be with school and, and everything and choosing what to do. I'd say try and keep a try and keep a balance if you if you if you can. Um if that's so yeah, school training, seeing you hanging out with mates and having a laugh and uh just do yeah. Like if you've got a certain amount of time to, to train, sort of plan ahead and know what you have an idea what you're gonna do so you so you make the most of, of that time. Yeah, that's good advice. You've got five minutes before you head down to the start of a race. What's on your playlist to get you motivated? <laughs> to be honest, I'm not too fussed what's what I'm listening to. Like if I'm warming up on the rollers, I'll kind of only put my earbuds in because it's it's really loud on the mountain bike. <laughs> kind of quietens it down a bit. Uh, if yeah, otherwise I wouldn't really listen to to anything. So mm. no, I just put yeah put it on shuffle and see what comes up. Yeah. Thank you for joining me today, Cam. Oh, you're welcome. It's great to be on. Thank you. Thank you so much to Cam for being on the podcast. It's great to hear how positive he is after his injuries last year. It shows how important it is to have support of friends, family, coaches or clubs around you and how we should all appreciate those who support us and look after us. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know what you think and give me your feedback. You can get in touch via my Instagram account at cycling.talk.podcast. See you on the bike.